This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number three of the show today. We started things off at one o'clock. We'll wrap things up at four. We'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. From the TI, Treasure Island, you want to go on by there, hang out. He's got a lot of prizes to hook you up with. Plus, who doesn't want to go to Treasure Island on a Friday? Man, I'll tell you, I've never been one of those guys where it's like, oh, man, I'm getting through the week and it's almost Friday. I've never been that guy. I just haven't just because I love my job and it's not like I'm really working. It's just I do what I do. But I'll tell you what, the times that we're out there at the TI for a Friday show, it is just so much fun just being able to sit around, talk sports, watch sports on TV, have a couple cold beverages, but more importantly, seeing everyone coming in from out of town and, you know, getting settled and it's a Friday. So folks are coming in and out of town for the weekend and it's just so much fun. So many people will come by the table and talk to us and, oh man, I'm a Raider fan from so-and-so. I'm a Raider fan from this, that, and the other. It's so much fun having the opportunity to be there on a Friday. So if you want to go on by, hang out with Vinny, say what up. Uh, I might slide by a little bit later. Uh, my boy Corey's in town, so I got to Get him out and do a little something-something as well uh, this evening. He heads back to Cali tomorrow, so we got to go and make sure we stir up a little bit of trouble tonight as well. So we'll get that, uh, you know, we'll make sure that that happens. But go on by the TI and, and holler at Vinny and get hooked up with a few prizes. Now, I did want to uh, get back to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Don't forget we have Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland. He'll join us at 3.30, talk all things Deshaun Watson and everything that happened at his presser today. And that's been like, the number one topic on ESPN right now is we have it on in the studio. And right now, Kmart, Kimberly Martin is talking about it. And she's been one of those that have been very active about that was not a good look for the Browns. So we'll hear from Emmett Golden coming up at 3.30, his thoughts on what happened at the press conference with Deshaun Watson. A lot going on around that dude. But let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Old Time Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for calling. Uh, first of all, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a while since I've called. Actually, I've called Vinny's show a couple times. First time calling in uh, to your show. Nice. But I really love what you and Damon got going on. I mean, I love Raider Nation Radio. I listen to it every day. Appreciate you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you bet. So, uh, my underrated Raider, since I'm old, is <laughs> got to be Rod Martin. Ooh. I mean, the dude, just a credible linebacker, one of the best linebackers I've seen. Mm-hmm. It was that or Matt Millen. I couldn't decide. But Matt Millen, he gets a little bit of notoriety. Yep. Um. And then I also wanted to comment on the whole right tackle thing you were talking about yep. with uh, Leatherwood. I don't think you move him. I think, uh, what is it, Jermaine Elmanor? Oh, Illuminor, right? yeah, Illuminor, yep. Yeah, I mean, I, he seems to be the perfect fit for the offense. He's, you know, familiar with Josh McDaniels. He mm-hmm. might work. Uh, I would like to get your thoughts on that for sure, man. And again, thanks for everything you do. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for the call. And you're not wrong, man. Jermaine Illuminor is a guy that you you watch out for. He very well could be the a uh, day one starter at right tackle. Uh, again, I think you it would make more sense to leave Leatherwood at, at guard and let him perfect that that spot. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor has an opportunity to be that guy. Uh, he does have that familiarity with the the Patriots. Josh McDaniels has that familiarity with the offensive line coach that the Raiders have now. I mean, there's. 
there is there's those ties there. So he really could be that guy. I still would like them to bring in someone else as well as more competition for camp. Uh, you can carry 90. You know, carry 90 while you can carry 90 and get the best guys out there that's going to get the job done because all these nice shiny toys, all these nice weapons that Derek Carr has at his disposal aren't going to mean anything if he cannot get him the ball because he's not doesn't have any kind of protection. So got to make sure that offensive line is solidified. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. And if you want to hit us up, you can still call us in at 702-365-9200. Got a couple of text messages I want to get to real quick. Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. How about this one for an under-the-radar player? And really, the Raiders haven't had too many linebackers since this guy that was really good. How about Greg Beekert? Very underrated. Super smart, tough middle linebacker. He was overshadowed by linebackers like Zach Thomas and Bill Romanowski. Almost 1,100 tackles in 10 years. I'd like the Raiders to sign the Honey Badger and bring bring down Jonathan Abram. Use him as a hybrid linebacker in the 3-4 defense as Jay in Vegas. And Greg Beekert was so under the radar. But, man, that dude could play. He absolutely could play. I like that. And he was overshadowed. And, of course, Romanowski, when he joined the Raiders, that was great. Uh, that dude, that I mean, that's you want to talk about a definition of a Raider. I know he wasn't liked by a lot of people across the league, but that's cool. That's cool when he's on your team. <laughs> it's not cool when he's going against your team, but it's cool when he's on your team. Uh, but Beaker was that guy. Uh, Honey Badger, I'm okay with them signing the Honey Badger. I just don't know. I don't know how, how needed he is, if that makes any sense. I just think that. I think that for my money, and it's obviously not my money, but if I was if I was the guy that was was making the call, I would say that I think the corner position is more needed, if that makes sense, than the safety position. I, I just think that a Gilmore would make a lot more sense as far as the fit and the need and how they could really use him. But Again, I'm not the guy assembling the roster, <laughs> you know, and they're doing a really good job of that. Uh, Jonathan Abram, I'm glad you brought him up because I'm really interested in how they're going to use him this upcoming year. You know what I mean? Because uh, he's not the guy for that too high safety look. He's just not, you know, and that's that's not his role. Uh, he was really a lot better last season when he was uh, playing in the box under in Gus Bradley's scheme. I'm interested to see how he plays this year, what kind of role they have for him. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. He's had a, a, a weird career because you see flashes and you think, man, this guy could be really good. But then you also see the injury history, and then you also see when Kansas City goes after him. Kansas City, they look for him. They, they absolutely do. For some reason, he is just an awful matchup when it comes to Kansas City. Maybe it'll be different with no Tyreek Hill, but I doubt it. So we'll see. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line, talk to our guy Raider X. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what up? Okay, so by under the radar is Chester McLaughlin, man. Love oh, that brother. Rest man. in peace. Yep. And then my my wish list, Leonard Williams, man. Go big or go home. Ooh, that hey, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of Leonard Williams, the big cat. Man, I would man Leonard Williams take it to a whole nother level. Hey, we want to buy in. We want to put some trophy more trophies on the board. Let's go Leonard Williams and let's get it done. That now, hey, that's Patrick Graham right there. What's his contract situation like right now? Whoa, he just resigned. I think what two years ago. Oh, and that's I think, what, okay. I, I think it's through the roof. It's oh, okay. Through the roof. All right. Well, then that's not happening. <laughs> you got <laughs> you got me excited for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know, like you say, man, you got to go home. If you don't take that shot, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't lying. Guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take, man. You ain't lying. Good stuff. Appreciate you, homeboy. <laughs> Have a good weekend, brother. All right, you too. Raider X right there. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, that sounds like a good idea. 
Yeah, he did just sign a, a contract. He signed a three-year, $63 million contract with the Giants. Uh, yeah, he just did that. He's a free agent after this year, though. He's a free agent after 2022. You never know. Maybe they can do something. Maybe they can make some move and shake. And you're right, it's Patrick Graham. That night, look out now. If you were to add Leonard Williams, who, oh, by the way, always wanted to be a Raider, if you could add Leonard Williams to the defense, and now I know I'm getting into the wish list and I'm getting into fantasy football, I'm getting into Madden style here, I'm, I'm being, you know, the, the couch GM right now, that would set that defense off. Could you imagine a front with Leonard Williams, Chandler Jones, and Max Crosby? Hell, you could throw me out there next to those guys and they'd succeed. I wouldn't. They would. Oh, man. Anywhere on that defense, I could I could succeed. <laughs> Not because I'm good, because they're great. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He is not a free agent after 2022. I'm tripping. He's a free agent after 2024. This year, he's going to make 19 million base salary. Look, you really got me trying to negotiate here, though. Well, if you do this and carry the one, see how you are, Raider X. Potentially, okay, that's where I thought he he was a free agent. The Giants, if they wanted to get out of that deal, they can get out of the deal after this upcoming year and only have $8.3 million in dead cap money. And, of course, you can split that up post-June 1st. Oh, man, that would be that would be a splash. I don't even want to get – I don't even want to tease myself like that, man. That's uh, that's not that's not healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not healthy. That's like homegirl that you knew you didn't have no chance with, but she kind of talked to you like maybe you have a chance and you kind of – Pumped yourself up like you thought you were gonna. You were in there and you were great. And then all of a sudden she hit you with the, "Oh man, you're such a great friend. I, I, I I'm so happy to be friends with you because you know every guy that I'm friends with, they just they always want to date me and I just I just want to be friends with someone. You're like, damn it, I'm that guy. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's like, damn, Q, that must have happened. Yeah, it did. It happened all the time. <laughs> but man, yeah, yeah, it's not healthy. You don't want to do that. I don't even know where I was now. Let me go back to the Salmon Ash text line before I lose my mind. Got an under-the-radar player here. How about the fullback John Ritchie? Him in that bloody forehead. Also, Zach Crockett on the goal line. He cannot be stopped. Man, I'll tell you, I saw Zach Crockett when the Madden bus was over at the facility. And he was out there, and he said, as a matter of fact, I, I need to get him on the show because he uh, – he, he said something about, you ain't never had me on the show. Uh, see how you're doing the fullback? And I was like, no, you're actually one of my favorite players. I would love to have you on the show. So at one point, we'll get Zach Crockett on the show. But I did his little touchdown d- dance, his little celebration that he did going all the way back to Florida State. And I'll tell you, I wish the Raiders had a Zach Crockett right now. And I know Alec Ingold, he's in Miami now, and they're putting together a hell of a team. But, man, Zach Crockett was that dude that I would always say, anytime the Raiders got inside like the three-yard line, I said, just give it to Crockett three times. Matter of fact, give it to him four. If he don't get in the first three times gone, give it to him on fourth down. That's fine. I would rather the Raiders inside the goal line give Crockett the ball four times and fail than do anything else because Crockett was that stinking good. You knew if you gave him a couple opportunities, he was going to get in the end zone every time. Man, he was he was fun to watch. He might have been that guy that had, I, I'm just throwing out stats, like seven touchdowns and like nine total yards. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy who's going to score the touchdowns and not have hardly any yards rushing, but he's going to get it done inside the uh, inside the goal line. That was definitely one of my my favorite players right there. Uh, hit us up, 702-365-9200. We got another one. 
Uh, Raider Rash from Costa Mesa, California. Ronald Curry, Mike Williams, USC, 2007. Vince Evans. Remember Mike Williams? That was, uh, and I'm not, I guess, politically correct. You can't say this. Let me just say it. Big Mike. That was Big Mike, right? Uh, Mike Williams, that's when he, what did he do? He sat out a year. He gained a lot of weight. He, I remember when he, uh, he, he went to the Raiders, and he really didn't do anything. Ronald Curry, though, you'll always remember him for the snow catch, uh, catching that ball in Denver with one hand and doing the snow angel up there. You, you'll always remember that one. Vince Evans, he was always cool. I uh, always liked old school Vince. I think he was like, what was he, like 45 when he finally retired? Old school Vince Evans, man. I was, I was a fan of his as well. So that's, that's good stuff right there. I like that. Uh, hit us up. 702-365-9200. I got anybody else I need to get to real quick? All right, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, some news and notes. I got some Mel Kiper Jr. sound. We'll do all of that when we come back. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team, and that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family, except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Madden. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 318 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up at 330, Emmett Golden, ESPN Cleveland, will join the show, talk all things Deshaun Watson and how that presser went down earlier today. Uh, he does a great job covering the Browns, and he'll join us coming up at 330. Got a lot of uh, feedback on the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200, and also the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R. Let's go out to Raider Cisco. What's on your mind, Cisco? Yeah, what's up, Q? It was my uh, first time calling the live show, man. I usually call the podcast. Uh, great stuff. Thank you. Uh, real quick, um, you know, I've kind of grown up in like a poor Raider era, so one of my guys that I liked was Zach Miller. Yeah. He was like a super reliable target for us, and Namdi, he was, he was awesome, man. Yeah, no, those are those are really good ones, man. And uh, Zach Miller, he was, remember, he was Jamarcus Russell's, like, uh, he was his uh, security blanket. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I know they're not big Hall of Fame names, but those guys were, were pretty pretty good to, to, to watch. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Namdi, man, that was that was my guy. Uh, and I was so frustrated with Namdi. I remember when they drafted him and they all said, hey, he's going to be, you know, a lockdown corner like C. Wood and all this other stuff. And, and they were hyping up. They were hyping up uh, Namdi Asamoah. And then it took a while. It took so long for him really to, to kind of just – figure it out, right? And that season when he got his first interception and then he ended up with, I think, eight that season, he was the dude. And after that, every team wanted him. And, man, when he went to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles just ruined him, uh, tried to run him in a system that he didn't run, and then he ended up in, what, San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, he, he's he's winning in the game of life. Uh, dude's so smart. Uh, he's doing a lot of things. He's doing some acting, doing some Broadway work. Not to mention uh, he's he's ma- married to, uh, who's the scandal? Uh, what's her name? Washington, Kerry Washington. There you go. Uh, scandal, scandal. I don't watch the show, but uh, <laughs> I know who she is. So yeah, Namdi's winning in the game of life. So shout out to Namdi. Not mad at that. Uh, let's talk to Dustin in Hawaii, man. We got multiple callers from Hawaii. Dustin, what's on your mind? Hey, aloha to you. Aloha, Devon. How you boys doing today? Uh, aloha, Ninth brother. Island. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ninth Island, representing. So I'm. I'm. I was born in '81. Okay. So I miss those old greats, but 
remember back in the Gannon days, that fullback, was it John Ritchie? Yeah. forehead yeah. was always bleeding. Yeah. I used to love that. It was the definition of smash mouth football, man. That guy was awesome. Yeah. And just like the other caller said, Namdi Asamoah. And I played tight end in high school and college, man. I love Zach Miller, too. Nice, nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Ever since I got that Devontae news last Friday, I was out on the golf course, and my little brother texted me, and I had six pars in a row. So I'm heading down there right now, <laughs> hopefully doing the same pick today. Hey, man, you're living your best life, man. You're out there golfing. You're in Hawaii. You're chilling, man. You're doing it all right. You, I got to get on your level. <laughs> next next year when I come to a game, I went to the Miami game last year. Hopefully I can meet up with you guys and meet you. Okay. Hey, here's an idea. I'm gonna. Me and the wife are gonna come that way in May. That's my target. That's. I think that's our only downtime at all around here. So I'm gonna try to target May. Where's a good place to go in Hawaii in May? I'm putting you on the spot. Well, let's see. If you want to chill with your lady and your family, come to Kauai, where I live, where it's very laid back. If you guys want the hustle and bustle, go to Oahu. But you come to Hawaii, you come to Kauai. I bartend out there. Come see me. Oh. Drinks are on me, man. Hey, done deal. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me nothing else. I know where my destination is. Hey, thanks for the call, Dustin. I appreciate you. Right on, my brother. Raider Nation for life. There it is. Dustin in Hawaii right there. He, he didn't have to tell me. He tell me he's a bartender. It's a wrap. If I ain't got no work, I'm telling you, I know everyone thinks I'm BSing. Even the wife thinks I'm BSing. But I'm like, man, look, I ain't had no vacation in about three years. I promise you. I'm going to go on vacation in May. When we have, once the draft is over and before all the little mini camps start, there's going to be a small little window. And I promise you, I'm going to find a way to squeeze in that window and go. So she keeps thinking I'm playing and that we're not going to go. Somehow, some way, we're going to make that happen. So thank you so much for that, uh, that call, Dustin. I appreciate you. And man, you better watch out for me. I'm on my way. Got a text. Tight end Doug Jolly. Remember that? Man, the Raiders had some good tight ends, right? Some guys, I mean, they were never, you know, superstars, but yeah, they had some good, good little tight ends, man. Doug Jolly, Zach Miller, Michael Rivera, you know, Ricky Dudley to a certain extent. I mean, there were some there were some decent tight ends there. Of course, uh, they've had great tight ends, but uh man, those those were some kind of cool under the radar ones. I like that one. Uh how about this one from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray? Q and D. D's not here today, but it's okay. I have to give a shout out to wide receiver Mervin Fernandez. Swervin Mervin as an underappreciated Raider player for us back in the day. He had speed and had the ability to get open. Loved his game. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. That's a really good one. Swervin Mervin was a really, really good one. Uh Vegas Pete said if we need a if we had a category for most disappointing guy, we needed to play well. Todd Marinovich is the winner. And yeah, that was a bad one. That was bad. That was that was a story that you knew it was coming. You knew the story was coming, right? You just hated to see it, and it did. But that was a, a really bad one. Uh, Fargo Raider hit us up. Jacoby Ford was also a good Raider and a speedster. He really was. Man, every time the other team kicked off the Jacoby Ford, I always thought he was going to take it to the house. Always. Now, obviously, he didn't do it just like that all the time. But it just felt like he was always going to uh, take it to the house. Oh, my guy, Bill, just tweeted at me, Grady Jackson and Jerry Ball. I mentioned Grady Jackson earlier, but Jerry Ball, I had forgot about him. Yes, sir. That's that's my guy representing. He's representing that, uh, that Pittsburgh, California. Shout out to my man, Bill. That's a really good one. I like that one. That was fantastic. Uh, how about Geese Mode real quick? Sup, Q? I'm going to go on a limb here and say the next free agent we need is Baker Mayfield. Hear me out. Okay, I got to hear you out. Hold on. I need to pull up a chair for this one. Matter of fact, I'm going to. I stand up while I do the show. I'm going to sit down for this one. Hold on. Like, this is real life radio. I'm pulling up the chair. 
Baker Mayfield. I got I got to adjust the microphone for this one because I want to I want to be I don't know. I want to understand this explanation. We'll talk to we'll talk to Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland next, so I'll ask him. Okay, here we go. Hear me out. It's been said that McDaniels has always been a fan of Baker, so maybe he can coach the ish out of him, and having car insurance is always a good idea. Dare I say a necessity with that ankle history. This would have us this would give us the best backup in the league again and maybe even a bridge to the future. Baker Mayfield says geese mode. Hmm. Raider Nation, I'm not going to ask you to call because we have Emmett Golden coming up next. But obviously not at $18 million, which is what his contract is right now. What do you think about Baker Mayfield as a potential backup if he gets cut and the Raiders are able to sign him to a decent, small contract, manageable contract? He could be Josh McDaniels, Nate Peterman. You know, because Gruden always had a thing for Peterman. I don't know. I'm not sold, but I heard you out. So I'll let Raider Nation chime in on the Sam and Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. What do you think of Baker Mayfield as a backup to Derek Carr? Coming up next, Emmett Golden, ESPN Cleveland. He'll join the show to talk about Deshaun Watson and I'll ask him about Baker Mayfield. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. You know, I was always told that sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And the timing was excellent on this next situation. We just had a text message from someone saying, suggesting Baker Mayfield should be a backup quarterback in Las Vegas behind Derek Carr. And, well, we just happen to have Emmett Golden from ESPN Cleveland, also ESPN Radio in general. Actually, we've done a couple shows with my man. He's on the phone lines now. And, Emmett, appreciate your time. It's always good to catch up with you. And what are your thoughts on that? Baker Mayfield as a backup in Las Vegas. Hey, it sounds good to me. I'm willing to anybody that will take them. You know, um, <laughs> go for it. We, we got to get rid of them out here in Cleveland. So, um, you know, all jokes aside, that actually might be a really good place for them. It really seems like starting is out of the picture, at least at this time right now. Most people, uh, most teams rather, that are looking for starters have them. So that wouldn't be a bad spot for them. You know, that's interesting. And we've talked about Baker multiple times, and you've told me that, hey, when his back's against the wall, when people are doubting him, that's when he's at his best. You don't think a team out there is willing to give him just a one-year shot to see if he could be that starter because of those those tributes that he has? I think the problem is $18 million. I think a lot of teams would be willing to give him a shot, but at $18 million, I think that's the deterrent right now. Uh, so, you know, I don't, the Browns are probably looking at situations where they might have to eat some of that salary. Cause I think Baker for 9 million. Yeah. You do that. Baker for 10. Sure. But Baker for 18, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a hard sell for a lot of teams. No doubt. No doubt. Talking with Emmett Golden right now on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, I really wanted to uh, focus in on the Deshaun Watson and the, the whole press conference that he had today. I watched probably about uh, maybe 50, 65 percent of it, and then I just I had to get on to the next project. But what was your overall takeaway? I saw a lot of people kind of slandering the press conference on Twitter, but as a guy who covers the Browns like a glove, man, what was your thoughts? So it's actually the tale of two press conferences, right? The first one where you had Andrew Barry, Deshaun Watson, and Kevin Stefanski. I thought, I mean, 
in a tough situation, it went as well as it could go. Um, they all seemed unified. They were educated. They knew, you know, what they wanted to get across. I thought Deshaun multiple times saying I did not assault any women. I, I think it's important for him to say that publicly, and he did multiple times. So after that first press conference, I walked away feeling a little bit better. You know, like, hey, I, I don't know what happened between Deshaun and, and those women. Like, I just don't know. Right, right. But I felt a little bit better about it. Then Jimmy and D Haslam spoke, and they just didn't seem prepared, Q. Mm. They didn't seem like they really knew the ins and outs and all the specifics of the cases and things like that. And they, I was shocked because you think, you know, a husband and wife that gives $230 million to someone, you think that all the T's and, you know, I's would be crossed and dotted. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't know if, if they just, you know, were they, they couldn't have been caught off guard because they obviously right. know what was going on. But it felt that way. And it was really, really weird that ownership didn't seem to really be on top of it as well as the GM head coach and new quarterback. You know, one of the questions that I – or one of the responses that I heard that was highly criticized was uh, uh, Barry's re response to the contract situation and the $230 million with the $1 million base to help him avoid those uh, penalties once suspension comes. You know, that suspension dollars, the way mm -hmm. that he phrased it. I went back and looked at some of the contracts, the larger ones out there, including even Max Crosby, who just signed his extension. He's got a $3 million base, so it's not really too far off based off what he said, but it just felt like it was a – it was not a very genuine type answer for that. What did you think about that answer? So I know Andrew Barry a little bit. And, you know, he, even before he was general manager, when he was, you know, kind of the president of Scout, and I got to know AB a little bit. And I can tell you this. In NFL, when it comes to guys in the NFL, he's a really honest guy. Like, he just, I think he wouldn't answer it as opposed to lying, he's one of those type of guys. Like, he just won't answer a question. If he's going to lie to you, he just won't do it. So, I mean, like, it's plausible, right? Look, they got to take care of Denzel Ward, who's in the fifth year of his contract. He's going to make a lot of money. Miles Garrett, his big contract that he signed his extension a few years, the money is kicking in right now. So it's plausible, but it definitely felt like a finessing of the system. But when you listen to them talk, it's almost as though they don't really think he's going to win many games, you know, from right. a suspension standpoint. Um, so, I, like you said, you look at contracts, there's a lot of weird numbers, and you got to do a lot of that gymnastics to fit under the, um, to fit under the salary cap. So it's a, it's a little different because, like I said, I, I have a, a little closer relationship with Andrew Barry, and I know him to be an honest guy, so I'll take his word for from him. But I, I get it. I understand why anybody would be skeptical of it. I totally get it. Right. I mean, I think it was more the optics, you know, because, like I said, I didn't realize right. when I looked back at some contracts, I thought even J.C. Jackson, who just had that big one with the Chargers, I think his base salary is about $3 million as well. It's, it's not that much, you know. And, again, like mm -hmm. you said, and like I said, too, the optics don't look good. But, um, you know, I don't think he's too far off on that. Now, as far as Deshaun and his repairing his image, and I know it's going to take a whole long time, and he may never really repair it the way he wants to. How do you think he goes about it? And, and today, was this, like, the first step? It definitely was the first step, and it's going to take some time. Uh, it might sound weird, but I think the worst thing he could do is throw a bunch of money to, like, a, a women's abuse, you know, charity. 
right. or something like that. Because then it comes across as disingenuous, like you're just doing that to to placate and to please, you know, the loud voices that are that are against, you know, kind of his trade and what what he did. So I think it's going to take some time, and um, slowly but surely, I think he will. I mean, look, we talked about it, you know, a week ago. Time, I won't say it heals all, but time will let you forget about a whole lot. You know, um, just look at Tariq Hill. He got traded yesterday, and I don't think it was much mentioned about the things he's done in his past, and not because they're not heinous anymore, just because they happened a long time ago. So I think over time, as long as he doesn't get caught up in anything like this again, I think most of us will move on and talk about his play on the field. Was it somewhat surprising to you when, I don't remember who asked the question, but they asked about settling, and he said, I'm not going to settle. I'm just going to continue to try to clear my name. Did that surprise you, or is that kind of what you expected? It's what I expected, because he's always, I mean, he could have settled a long time ago. You know, like, right, like right. when you think about it, when all this hit the fan, he could have just settled and been like, hey, it's just best to move on. But it sounded to me like he he, he doesn't want to he doesn't want anybody to to feel like he's admitting guilt. Right. And you know I, I've never been accused of anything that heinous, but <laughs> right. I know I don't like when I'm accused of things that I didn't do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Facts. Yeah. You know, even if it's like taking some out of the refrigerator, you know, right. maybe my yeah. sons did it and I did not. You know, I'm not going to cop to it just to cop to it. So I respect him for that. I mean. It's a dangerous game because there are, as long as this goes on, there'll be more details about encounters that could come out. There might be some embarrassing things that might be printed in articles and stuff, but he's said it a bunch of times today and in the past that he is innocent. So, you know, I wasn't surprised that he said he wouldn't settle. Talking right now with Emmett Golden here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And Emmett does uh, radio in Cleveland for ESPN, does a fantastic job. And as far as uh, the fans go, I know that the first day that this hit me and you did a radio show together and, and you said that, man, some of the fans were excited, other fans were just furious. Has it Now that a little bit of time has gone by, have they kind of started to cur- turn the corner a little bit? It feels that way because um, I know it was funny on my show today. You know, I mentioned someone brought up the fact that this, a second grand jury threw out, you know, or, or I won't say threw out the case, but didn't find enough evidence to press charges of him. And people were like, well, see, he's innocent. And my thought was that just means he doesn't have enough to charge him with. You know, that right. doesn't declare innocence. And, man, you would have thought I said something about people's mama out there because <laughs> they came after me. And I was like, whoa, right. like, uh, how, like it changed in just a week. You know, a week ago, there were many people that were saying, like, we don't, you know, he, actually a lot of people in Cleveland where he's guilty. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe he did that. And it seems like each day we get away from it, the more people are coming to his defense and the, you know, the naysayers or the people that have been critical of this move are getting quieter. So, um, I, I am surprised by that. I will say that. Well, you, you said it. You said that time it will, will start to heal. And if it's already starting to turn the corner after, you know, just a, a few short days in one press conference, I can imagine what's going to be a month from now. Or actually, <laughs> I don't know, when the season starts. <laughs> hey, Q, Q, I have a saying I've been saying for years when it comes to the Browns. All it takes is a first down, right? <laughs> right. Because for, figuratively and literally, right, for many years, I every year I hear people, I'm done with the Browns, I'm done with you watch a game, they get a first down, and people start going, okay, I can kind of see what they're doing here. Right, you know, 
And because, listen, Cleveland just wants a Super Bowl. They want a winner. They haven't had it for so long. So in a situation like this where you, everyone's super conflicted or maybe they made their mind up and they're not budging, what it comes down to is at the end of this, if they're holding the Lombardi trophy, I think people will figure out a way to celebrate. Right. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And before I let you go, I did want to ask you about the play on the field for Deshaun Watson. I mean, now that you know he's there in the mix, no doubt about it, signed his contract, his pass is physical, everything is good to go. Who knows when he'll actually see the field. How do you think he fits into what they do in Cleveland and, and how much how much more of a step are they going to be able to take for, uh, for, as opposed to what they had with Baker Mayfield? You know, I, I actually you know, was looking at some plays and some stuff that Deshaun did, and I thought, man, it's going to be amazing. The Browns can run a read option, and the quarterback will actually be a threat. Right. You know, so I think that's going to change. Even hearing Kevin Stefanski today saying that, yes, he and his staff are going to get with Deshaun and find out what works best for him, and they will kind of change a little bit and augment some things that they do on offense. I think it's smart for a head coach to do that and not just be stuck. My system is my system. Mm-hmm. So I think the I think you're going to see a lot more deep passes. I think uh, Deshaun's a great deep thrower of the ball. And also I think they're going to give him a chance to make some plays with his feet. So it'll be a different offense than I think you've seen the past couple of years here in Cleveland. Well, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure. So don't know when he's going to get on the field. Don't know what the first reaction will be. But like you said, time will heal all. And at some point, uh, you know, everyone will be cheering for him on the field. So uh, question for you. Do you have – are you doing radio tonight? Are you doing more radio? Or are you off? I'm actually off. I'm doing something locally on sun, on Sunday. but okay. And I don't want to say it too loud because our bosses at ESPN might call me. But uh, right now, <laughs> <and> tomorrow, <laughs> I, I do have some free time this weekend. <laughs> yeah, don't hey, don't tell them too loud because they'll send you a text real quick. Hey, man, I just heard you go off. You got some downtime. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, I know all about it. Well, hey, man, it was yeah. great doing radio with you last week. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining and hopping on the show today. Oh, no problem, man. I'll be sure to call you when Vegas in the in the Browns mix it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, peace, man. See ya. There he goes. Emmett Golden right there. Good dude right there. We we did, I think, three days of radio. We did uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Boom, boom, boom on ESPN Nationals. So much fun. And uh, Deshaun Watson was a big conversation. Baker Mayfield was a conversation. And everything going on in the NFL this offseason was a huge conversation as well. So many thanks to Emmett for giving us a few minutes to talk about Deshaun Watson and what he thought his biggest takeaways were from the presser earlier today. 3.43 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. Hit us up, Raider Nation, 702 364 9200, light them up. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword RNR. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience. To train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got a few minutes left in today's show. Then we'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor, who's making his way. Or is I hope he's not making his way. I hope he's already there over at the Treasure Island TI. 4 to 6 p.m. I know Vinny's there. He's already holding it down, but... We'll pass the sticks on to him. He'll close out the show, close out the week. Then he'll be at the owners' meetings, I believe, next week. So there you go. 
Vinny will give us some good stuff live from, I think it's Florida. I think that's where it's going to be at. Uh, got a tweet from LV Raider Marcus talking about Baker Mayfield. Nope. Baker equals Johnny football. Hard pass. Would rather wait until the, after the draft to solidify the backup. That wasn't my suggestion, but I did throw it out there after I, I read it on the Salmon Ash text line. 69187 keyword r I was asking about players that were under the radar that you were a fan of. Got this text. I'm not sure who sent it in, but it's a good one. You know who I always liked? Mike Mitchell. He wasn't great, but I always waited for him to make that hit. He was always talked about as the next hit man safety, and I remember him going off on Mike Mayock for his draft grade, LOL. Yeah, man, Mike, uh, Mike Mitchell. What was he, a second-round pick? I think the Raiders got him in the second round. That was Darius Hayward Bay's draft, right? They got DHB in the first round, then Mike Mitchell in the second round. I believe that's the order that it went in. I remember being, I was in Fresno when that happened, and I was uh, at the barbershop, and my barber said, Darius Hayward Bay, I can almost justify it. But Mike Mitchell, I remember we had a big old conversation about Mike Mitchell, but I'm with you. I was always waiting for him to make that big hit as well. He never really panned out to be a great player, but he is a guy who stayed in the league for a while, for quite a while actually, uh, and made some good plays with the different teams that he played for. So I was never mad at Mike Mitchell. He was a he was a fun player, and it just shows you, as fans, you're going to like players when they put on your, your team colors, and you're going to like players, and you're going to justify why you like them. Like, someone could say, oh, hey, Mike Mitchell's going to be, you know, you're going to grab Mike Mitchell in the second round. You're like, come on, man, you're not going to get Mike Mitchell in the second round. Then you get him. It's like, okay. Well, you know, he's a hard hitter. <laughs> well, he's an under-the-radar guy. He's one of the, you know, I mean, it's like, we as fans will make excuses for just about anybody. So, I it. But, again, Mike Mitchell, he ended up being a, a pretty good player. Hell, DHB ended up doing pretty good. Not for where he was drafted, but he ended up having a nice little career in the league. The big-time special teams guy, you know, stuff like that. Got a text, 9.20 a.m. You've got all the top-notch Raiders news and content. I appreciate your story and everything you do to Raider Nation, for Raider Nation. Thanks for putting in the work. Have a great weekend. Peace. Have a great weekend, man. Hey, I'll say this. It looks so cool outside, right? I mean, I, when I was getting ready to leave the house to come to work, I went out in the backyard. And I was like, man, this is nice. I ought to do the show from out here today. I mean, it was really, really nice. So I think we're in that small window, right? What is it here in Vegas? About three weeks? We get three weeks of spring, and then all of a sudden it's going to be blazing hot. We're going to come in here with our damn uh, tongues dragging on the ground. Yeah, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get hot up in her. Matter of fact, I had uh, someone point out to me. Matter of fact, it was Fabian K uh, from Fox 5 News. She's a, 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 a good friend, but she's also a guest on the show quite a bit. And she was saying that, man, can you imagine what it's going to be like when the draft is here at the end of April? How stinking hot it's going to be. These guys are going to be wearing suits, be all dressed up to the, you know, to the T and everything, looking all good. And then all of a sudden they're going to get out there in, the, in that heat. That heat's going to get them. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that shakes out. I remember when the draft was in Nashville and I was there and we talked to Teresa Walker earlier today. That's when I met her. Um, it, the weather was weird. Like, I want to say it was supposed to rain, and it didn't. It was supposed to be a little windy. The allergies, a lot of allergies were flying around the air that day outside because it was an outside uh, draft, but it was a lot of fun being out there. But I think it was supposed to rain. I don't think it really ever did, but that was the expectation. Like, hey, I think it's going to rain today. And, you know, it ended up playing out okay. I think it rained that weekend, though. I want to say it did rain one day while we were there. Because I remember we were being at a sports bar. 
And all of a sudden, we're sitting there eating, and we look up, and all this water is pouring in from upstairs. And I want to say it was rain and not like a busted pipe, but who knows? It might have been. Not too sure. Oh, Vinny said, and with the time difference, it's going to be late afternoon rather than evening compared to being back east when it starts at 7 or 8. Yeah, you're right about that. That is a good point. Very good point, Vinny. Vinny Boston, you're dropping those those knowledge points, man. He's dropping the, the, the info and the nuggets. I like that. Can you imagine what the show is going to be like for the next couple of hours if he's dropping nuggets like that already? That means he's he's rare. He's ready to go, man. Excited about that. So good stuff, uh, good stuff, Vinny. And he will come up 4 to 6 p.m. right here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. Um, Big Dub Raider said, Q, absolutely not to Baker. He's not mature enough to be a backup like Mariota did and refresh his career. No, no, and no. Go Raiders. Got a good one from uh, Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, wait, DeMond isn't in studio today? He told me he was working and had lots to do today on your show. Okay, I'm freaking out. He better not flake on me tonight because I'm looking forward to our date at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> Sincerely, Kayla, but it's really from Sir Whiskey Ray. I love it. Kayla is the one person that gets brought up on this show like every single day. That is awesome. It's all it's all DeMond's fault. Soul Patrol Raider said, guys under the radar of recent memory was the dread pirates, <laughs> dreaded pirate Seth Roberts. Remember the winning uh, streak? Remember the winning streak the Raiders had when he would catch a touchdown. Have a great weekend, Q. Yes. What was it, like seven games that they won when he scored a touchdown? Like, that's all they had to do was get Seth Roberts the ball, and he would, and the Raiders would win that game. And, of course, it was topped off by that overtime game in Tampa Bay where the Raiders had a bazillion, uh, inter- or not interceptions, a bazillion penalties for a million yards, and they still found a way to win that game. And it looked like it was going to go go to um, a tie, going to be a tie, and it ended up not being because of that Derek Carr to Seth Roberts touchdown pass. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one. That's from Soul Patrol Raider. One more quick text. High hopes for Andrew Walter. Remember when he was the quarterback, the backup quarterback, and everyone said, oh, man, this guy, he has some Tom Brady-like traits. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't at all. I think they tried to compare him to every guy that was not a mobile quarterback. Everyone that stood in the pocket and just delivered the rock. Oh, that's a, Andrew Walter could be like that guy. No, no, he can't. No, he can't. I remember that a lot of people were excited about Andrew Walter. I, I, never, I never got on that train because it's just something that about him didn't look right. I know he had the number 16, and a lot of people said he can be, you know, Joe Montana-like, Jim Plunkett-like. I thought, no, man, he's only Andrew Walter. Let's not put that. Let's not put that. He's only Andrew Walter. And we all saw he wasn't anybody but Andrew Walter. So uh, great stuff today. Thanks for all the feedback on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Thank you for all the calls. And, of course, all our guests that we had on the show today were fantastic. Vinny Boston, yours coming up next, 4 to 6 p.m. from Treasure Island. Go hang out with them. Get hooked up with a bunch of prizes. And uh, he's going to take you home the right way and get you into the weekend the right way. Joe, thank you so much for coming in at the last second and bailing us out of a pickle. That's what my grandma would say, man. This is some pickle that you got us into. But Joe came and bailed us out, so we definitely appreciate you. And we'll be back on Monday. This is Red Nation Radio 920.